This morning we start a new series on favor, and I'm, I'm so looking forward. The research that we've been doing and praying over, uh, it's, I know it's going to be at least four Sundays, maybe as many as six Sundays, talking about favor, and uh, I, I want to preach them all this morning. I won't, but I'd like to preach all four this morning because I want you to hear what I'm saying. We are in a shift. We feel it in, even in society. We feel it in politics. We feel it all around us. There's a shift in the atmosphere, but it seems to be a time of great pressure, a lot of resistance from the enemy. How many know every time we start to do anything, the enemy shows up like a flood? But really that, really, that scripture can be interpreted like a flood. The Holy Spirit comes in. Amen. And what I want to share with you is I really believe in this transition that God is increasing favor. I want you to get this. If you're a Christian, you're, you're already walking in, in some amount of God's favor. But I want, I want this church, every family in this church, to get up every day and say, God, I want to walk in your favor. And when you go to bed at night, think back on the day and thank God for all the favor that you walked in that day. I want to see favor increase in this place. I, it's something, it's something that, that I have and my family have walked in really since the first day I was saved. Not even knowing what favor was, I was walking in it. I was walking in favor before I was even saved. All right, all right, you got a hard time with that. I'm praying that a new time, a new season of favor begins today. Now, our key scripture, and we may read it every Sunday just so we all get it. And, of course, for those who attend once a month, we got to repeat it a lot. Amos, Amos, that's Old Testament, chapter 9, verse 13. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper. And the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow with it. He said there's coming a time. Well, these are the last days. If it's not coming now, when is it going to come? Now, there's always been favor, but there's a new season of favor. And that season of favor is described like this. He said, the plowman shall overtake the reaper. In other words, at the minute you put seed in the ground, you step over it, and the guy behind you reaps it. Can you imagine planting a garden, and, you're, and you just put the seed in the ground, and you wait like a microwave? Instant corn. Huh? That's, that's the describer here. He said, the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. It's just, it's going to happen. And, and you know what that means? That means something supernatural is happening. It means that God is going to go beyond natural processes. That, 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 oh, wow, hallelujah. What, what he's saying is, is that there are seasons and an order to things, and there's seed 
time. And in fact, that word in Genesis where it says there shall be seed time and harvest, some translators say that's actually three words, seed, time, harvest. Seed, time, wait, harvest. Seed, time to um, till the ground, time to water, time to wait, and we do all that stuff, and then harvest. And God's saying, I'm going to take out the time element. I'm taking out the time element so that things will start happening rapidly. Uh, yeah, and not just rapidly, but instantaneously. How many want to start living in a time of favor, amen, where things happen suddenly and rapidly in your ministry and in your life? And anybody with me in this place, amen. So we called this, and, 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 and actually I, I should give credit, I stole, I stole this, this title from Tim Hill. He wrote a book called The Speed of Favor, and I stole his title, just, just so you know. And I kept trying to find different ways of saying it. I said, i got to find it. I don't want to steal this title, but you know what? It just, it, it just works. It just works. Go with it. Amen. Uh, the Speed of Favor. Because that reminds me, you know, it's interesting. There was a little factoid that I learned when I was just a really young teenager, and that's the speed of light. I've always remembered that the speed of light is 186,000 miles per second. And for some reason, that's always stuck in my head, and it's a fact I've always known. 186,000 miles per second. And what I'm saying is God can do more in fact, the rapture is going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. That's faster than the speed of light. We're going to go. Fa- we're going to. We're going to be translated up into heaven faster than the speed of light. You say, "Well, how can God do that?" Because God is light, so He can do that. So we're not going to talk about the speed of light. We're going to talk about the speed of favor. The speed of favor. Wow! Praise God. So, so today. I, one of the things I want to do is just share a few testimonies. Are you okay? Of how this has happened in my life. Because what the Lord is saying to me is, he's, he's saying the, the kind of favor that you've experienced your whole life, I'm going to increase it rapidly, and I'm going to put it on the members of your church. Let me tell you something. I've experienced such favor in my life. If you can just walk in that favor, it's not as fast as the speed of light, but it's pretty quick. It might be a lot more than you're experiencing. But favor is not just some random thought. It's actually something that can be measured and recorded and observed. Amen. So God is saying, I'm going to increase favor on my church. That's worth coming to church to hear more about. I I mentioned that I experienced favor before I was even saved. God, some of you can testify to this. God will often set you up for a miracle or he'll set you up. He's working. This is why why it's by grace, not works. Because he's doing stuff before I even knew him. Before I ever prayed a prayer. Before I ever made a request. As far as I knew, maybe before anyone else prayed for me. God was already working. You see, God knows ahead of time who's going to say yes and who's stubborn. He knew Paul would eventually say yes. No one else saw it. (laughs) Especially those Christians he was killing. 
But God saw something in me, and he saw something in you. And, and, and some of you can get up here and testify how God set you up ahead of time. It's not just about somebody praying for you, but he set up circumstances. He knew you would say, yes, we are God's, uh, for, God's foreknowledge, uh, God's predestination, as it were, is based on foreknowledge. He knows ahead of time, so he works with it. Oh, that's complicated, but it, that's the way it works. You ready for this? So uh, most of you know my lifestyle before I was saved, and I was having a good time. I really didn't have a reason to get saved. I, I, I didn't really traffic in drugs that were super addictive. I was more, more of a smoker, not, not nicotine, and, 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 uh, and, the, and the hallucinogenic. Even then, I was a dreamer. Even then, I wanted to see things. <laughs> but I was always, <laughs> and we used to count them, so I know I've taken 50 trips, and I don't mean cruising, 50. Now you know why my brain is a little fried. I'm, I'm sure I lost a few chromosomes along the way. But <laughs> in all that, I was having a good time, went into the Navy because I wanted to get away from home so I'd be free. <clears throat> That didn't work out too well. Uh, but God was working. God was working. Because the Navy sent me to Norfolk, Virginia. I say the Navy. It's God's Navy. God's in charge of the armed services. Because that's where I got on the ship and went overseas for a six-month cruise. And, I, you know, it's a Navy cruise. And to the Mediterranean. And that's where I got saved. I got saved in Athens, not Georgia, not Ohio, Athens, Greece. And if I had gotten saved one week earlier, I would have been in, I would have gotten baptized in the same place Paul baptized. Same, same, I just missed. But God knows what he's doing. But here's how he was working it out. I was I was perfectly happy living the life I was living. I, I wasn't feeling I wasn't I wasn't in crisis. I wasn't feeling like I gotta get help. I gotta but all of a sudden something came over me that said, turn yourself in. Now now by turn yourself in, what happens is when you turn yourself in, you fill out a piece of paper and you tell them all the stuff you did. And then they give you amnesty and they put you in a program. And, and they, can't, they can't hold any of that past against you. So it's a pretty good deal. You can only do it once. <laughs> but, but I figure, you know, I'm overseas. I was in Naples, Italy at the time. And I, I heard rumors that the best drugs are at the rehab center. So, but some... Has that ever happened to you? Something just came over me that said, you need to turn yourself in. I thought, what? Thank you. Where is this coming from? What, why would I do that? I'm having the time of my life. Good, I was around good people. <laughs> uh, but, but it just, for, for two or three days, it just kept after me, kept whatever it was. I didn't know what it was. It was such a feeling. I've never had that feeling, anything like it ever before in my life. So I thought, oh, well, what, what, what's, you know, why not? You know, it doesn't hurt. So I turned myself in. Of all the stupid things, I, I turned myself in, and they give me a piece of paper, and it says, you need to write down how many things you did and how many times you did it. And I asked for another piece of paper, and uh, <laughs> can I write on the back? You know, I, so I was trying to write down all these places. Because <laughs> when, when I was in school for nine months in, in Chicago, we were doing, we were, so, you know, I was, 
I, I made enough money to support my habit. That's about it. I wasn't even a good businessman. <clears throat> so we were doing all this. I turned myself in. That day, they send me to the rehab center in Naples, Italy. The very next day, very next day, Naval Intelligence, NIS-8, had flown from Chicago to Naples, Italy. Can you believe it? They flew all the way to arrest me. Someone had turned on me that, you know, you know, you know how that is. You, they, they bust someone and they try to get the guy up higher. That'd be me. So they, they turned me in. They had, they had me. I mean, you don't fly all that way if you don't have good evidence. They had me. They were going to put me in handcuffs and take me back to Chicago. They walked into the, into the office and they said, well, you messed up. The guy turned himself in last week and all his past is forgiven. You can't touch him. God was setting me up. You know what I call that? Divine favor. Divine favor. You don't earn it. You can't work for it. It doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do. Favor is all on God. It's whatever he wants to do. But I've got even better news for you. He loves you more than mama loves you. He loves you more than anybody you know loves you. Loves you more than your wife, more than your husband, more than your children. He loves you more than you'll ever love him. He loves you in spite of all your... All the dumb things. Anyone ever done dumb things? All right, now all the liars, raise your hands. We've done dumb things. We've done sinful things. We've hurt people. We've done all kinds of stuff. But still, he loves us. Here's the even better news. He loves me still today, knowing I'll mess up probably tomorrow. And he still loves me today. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? And in spite of all that, he decides that our lives will be based on favor. He will give us favor. Oh, all our lives, time couldn't, I mean, just the financial stuff. And listen, being under favor doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire. Being a favorite doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily about, I mean, it, it includes financial blessing because we've experienced it our whole life. I can go through all kinds of things, and, and I say it's because we paid our tithes, and that's part of it, but there are certain blessings that only come from tithing, but you know where the bulk of it comes from? It's just favor. It's just favor. Now, I know sometimes you think, this is what favor, I'm just talking today, are you Okay. <clears throat> trying, trying to keep my voice here, but listen, 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 listen. Sometimes we think favor means that my life, that I'll never have a problem in my life. That's favor. No, that's stupidity. Because that's not what favor is. <laughs> I'll give you an example. So all week long, I'm, getting, I'm praying about favor. God, you're gonna, I'm going to share about favor, right? So Thursday, Thursday, my zero-turn tractor breaks down. Friday... My water heater went out. It's one of those vented things. It's huge. Guy says, you put those in hotels. I don't know if he knew what I was talking about. But, but it, costs a, it costs a lot of money. And then, and then just all kinds of stupid things. I was, I was, I was pushing a, br- a brush on the, on the deck, and my broom handle broke in my hands. I'm like, how does a broom handle break? I mean, it was metal. Just snap. Well, I understand. I got Gary's anointing now. 
I mean, and, and I, all kinds of little things. I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong this week. Like the devil says, yeah, favor, watch this. But favor is not about your life going well. It's about your life being in the hands of God. I don't mind a few problems when I know he's in charge. I don't, listen, it rains on the just and the unjust. You're not going to have a life. Your life's not going to be a, a, a bowl of cherries. There's pits in every one of them. Life is not about nothing ever going wrong. In fact, every time something goes wrong, God says, watch this, and he turns it around. Amen. In fact, in fact, when my, when, 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 one little thing, when my water heater went out, the guy went down to fix it, and he says, do you know you have a major disconnect in the vent, and it's blowing carbon monoxide into your house? It's probably the only way God could get him. I'll fix that. Zoop. I don't know. I don't pretend to know God's ways and all his ways. I just know regardless of good days, bad days, rough times, good times, I have experienced the favor of God. Amen. He turns bad into good. He turns problems into opportunities. God God just turns things around. Amen. He either gets you through it or you learn something invaluable that you can help somebody else with. Amen. Every favor means that my life has purpose God's in charge not the devil give God praise if he's the omnipotent God in your life favor favor I I, I could talk about how when we moved from Virginia to Tennessee and we took a 75% cut in pay and within and within just a few years we bought a house God just blesses. God just took care of us. Amen. And I can go on and on and on how the Lord has blessed us financially. But it's not, like I said, it's not about making money. It's not about being rich. It's about having resources. It's about being, it's about God being in charge. Favor. You know when I really love favor? You know, sometimes we pray and we fast and we fight devils and we go through all this stuff and then finally God answers it and we go, yes, he answered my prayer. Like, like you did it almost. But how many, of you have, how many of you have had times in your life where you know you haven't prayed? Oh, come on, saint. Don't act all, all holy-fied here now. You, you, know, you know you didn't put in the time. You know you didn't really pray. But, but God just did it anyway. That's when I see favor just shine. When, when, and I'm not encouraging you not to pray or do anything. I'm not encouraging. You know, even, and I'm not talking about sin in your life. But how many know you've, you, we've messed up and God came through anyway? I call that favor. I got a favor from God. It's not something I earned. It's not something I worked for. It's just boom. I mean, sometimes I prayed for things, and, and then all of a sudden it happens, and, you're, and then you act surprised. Has that ever happened? Favor. God, put favor on your church. Put favor on every family. I think the most amazing thing, and it's, sometimes it's hard to talk about favor, but way back when I was first saved, I wasn't married I had to live on board. You know, when you get saved, it's tough. Your friends and family, they may come against you, right? Can you imagine getting saved and, and the people that were persecuting you, you couldn't go home from? I lived on board. And we had opened these, these big open rooms where there's 30 or 40 men stacked four high. And, uh, and it's not really even a room. It's really just the hallway and there's bunks on either side. 
and you're, you're living on board. They see you 24-7. And let me tell you, when you're in the United States Navy and you get up and say, God saved me, they're not like, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. They're going to test that because they've seen too many fakes. And, 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 and I have to admit, I did it before I was saved. It made me feel better if someone said, I'm a Christian, and I saw them mess up. Because then I said, yeah, you're, you're a hypocrite. This, this thing's not real. So they tested me. Oh, believe me. There's nothing like four, five or six drunks coming in at 2 a.m., and my bunk was number three, so I was right eye level to their demon eyes. They would, I mean, they did all kinds of things. To, you know, and, and they pushed me, and, but, but, but I held God's favor. I, I, didn't, I didn't really have a pastor to turn to. I, listen, I've never, I've never had, I had a pastor for, I, I had, no, I had three pastors in, in, in the two years or so before, and none of them, they knew my name. That was about it. And it was a church running 70. Never had a pastoral visit. I don't know what it's like to be a member. Been saved, what, 44 years and, and pastoring 37 plus 4, 41 of those. I've been a pastor. So that's all I know. So I never, never had a lot of that stuff, but God, and I held my ground. And I proved by God's favor and God's grace, eventually after months of persecution, they finally, they finally backed off and said, you know what? He's a man of God. They gave me a nickname, Rev. And I was known as Rev. I wasn't in their face. I wasn't, you know, that kind of person. But I loved on them. I preached to them when the opportunities arose. We saw people saved. Amen. We, we, we prayed for folk. I didn't, I didn't act like a crazy Christian. I mean, crazy, weird kind. You know what I'm saying? I just got down. I just became, listen, you need to be real. They need to know you're a real person saved by God's grace. Not some weirdo. I rebuke the weirdo spirit in Jesus' name. These serial Christians, fruits, flakes, nuts. Amen. They're honey bunches of nuts, oats. Anybody still with me? God brought me through that. It got to the point where I'd walk in a room and somebody would curse, and these sinners that used to persecute me would shut them up and say, Hey, Rev is in the room. We don't allow cussing when the Rev is in the room. I said, well, actually, I'm not the one you're offending, but you're not saying, oh, Bruce. <laughs> why, why is it so important to say Jesus all the time? Jesus Christ. What, why? I think the devil's trying to destroy that name. But that name's above every name, amen. Every knee shall bow. Every... Oh, I got to hurry up. I, but, but anyway, oh, I was going to say, it's amazing how God came to my defense. Have you ever had God come to your defense? I can't really talk about it because it's embarrassing. The things he would deliberately. You know how David prayed in the old? He's like, God, kill him. Right? David's like, they're making my life a misery. Dig a pit for me. They fall in a pit. May they burn in hell. I mean, David. Like, so I, I never prayed like David prayed. I just, I just said, God, it's in your hands. And he would take care. Has God ever taken when someone stabbed you in the back, when someone treated you badly? Anybody? Okay, then I don't need to talk about it. It's embarrassing 
It's embarrassing to talk about what God, it's just crazy. But, I'm, but it's his favorite. I'm his boy. You're his daughter. Come on. You're his son. I wish I had more time to talk about this and how God has put favor on, on Kristen and, and the amazing spouses that they married and, and those grandkids. Find a picture, put it. Amen. I used to laugh at these grandparents. Oh, I got 50 pictures. You want to see them? I'm like, no. Now I'm like, why wouldn't you want to see pictures of my grandkids? I don't understand. Kristen has had so much favor. You know, you know, every time, every time, every time there's any kind of decision to be made. Now, Dad, here's what we got to pray about. And there's always, and as soon as that gets answered, then the next one gets put on the list. But I'm here to tell you, after for all these years, thirty some years, God, I got, Dad, I got to get through high. Dad, Dad, I need to you. Uh, Dad, I, I, you know, I'm praying about this, this Mike guy, this guy. First time I met him is the day he. Uh, uh, asked for her hand in marriage. I'm like, God, I don't even know you, dude. I meet you, and I'm supposed to, you know, well, I'm glad I did. Dad, what about this job? What about this? What, you know, we, we, we want to have a baby. We want, you know, I, I go through all the life. How, how many know our kids all have life crises? Uh, but I'm here, to tell, I'm here to stand and tell you God has answered every single one of those prayers. And they're coming out with a, with a children's book. So cute. All the, all the animal characters are actually them. Kyle's the otter. I don't know why the otter, but he's the otter. Otters are smart. You know? But uh, so uh, they, they all, and they, and they're writing these stories, and they found an illustrator in the Philippines. So good. Oh, so awesome. Because you can't, you know, these guys are. Anyway, God is just, God's just putting everything he puts his hand. But that, does that mean he never had a hardship? Does it mean he never had any stress? I don't know how they live on their puny salary, but, but they, they just get by somehow. They, God just blesses. God just keeps putting them in favorable situations. And I, I just want to tell you, it's not because we're anything. Listen, God's favor comes when you're in his will. Stay in his will, and you will experience amazing favor. Get out of his will, and let me ask you something. Why would he give you a lot of favor when you won't do what he's asked you to do? He's not getting even. He's not being vengeful. He's just saying, listen, if you're not going to do, you know, if you're going to get out of my will, you're going to get into trouble. And favor is probably only going to get you in more trouble. Stay in the will of the Lord, and you will see the rain of favor. You'll see wine come down. Like it's running out of the mountain. Should I keep going? But here's, here's what i got to close with. And it doesn't mean I'm done, but I'm going to Revelation chapter 10. I want to introduce you to promise who appears in the last days. I don't have a lot of time, so will you catch this? I, still, I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, his feet like pillars of fire. He had a little book open in his hand, and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. Wow. And cried with a loud voice as when a lion roars. When he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices. So when he cries... Uh, other people get voices. Now, when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal of the things which the seven thunders uttered, and do not write them. 
And the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are, that are in the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be delay no longer. He promised. We are entering a season where the enemy is doing nothing but trying to delay. He knows what's inevitable. He knows what's coming. He knows his time is short. Read your script. And he's angry and he's running out of time. And that's why you feel more pressure than you've ever felt before in your life. That's why there's more deceit going on. More lying spirits. More stuff getting in your head. Well, they just don't love me. Oh, first of all, you ought to be more lovable. That would help. Or, you know, they're doing, listen, listen, the enemy, that spirit of deceit, that lying spirit is increasing like never before. And there's another spirit. There's, there's a spirit that says, I don't need church. I don't need to go to church. I'll just worship God out in the woods, you tree hugger spirit. Amen. First church of the tree. I don't need those people. They just hurt out. People just hurt my feelings. I'm just going. Rah, rah, rah. Well, that's not, God didn't leave a tree. He left a church. Ah, you know I could preach there for three hours. Listen, there is a spirit of deceit, and there's a spirit that is, that, is, that is causing delay. He's trying to slow down the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's trying to slow you down. You have some amazing things are about to happen in your life, and all he knows, maybe he can't stop it, but he's going to delay it. But God's got an angel, the promise angel. He's coming in the last days. He's going to put his foot on, on the land and his foot on the sea, and he's going to say, look, delay no longer. Hallelujah. God's going to accelerate favor in the last days. This is a prophetic message. If you can get it in your spirit, amen. The spirit of delay is going to be taken off the church, taken off of you, taken off our homes, and God is going to accelerate favor in the last days. Come on and praise Him. Stand to your feet as the worship team comes. And as we enter worship right now, it's coming. It's coming faster than the speed of light. No more delay. No more delay. We need the prophets of the church to rise up and declare to the atmosphere. We rebuke that delaying spirit in the name of Jesus. The devil has lied to some of you and said, well, just, you just wait 10 years. You, don't, you may not have 10 years. If God puts you to it, amen, God takes nobodies and puts them in places of authority and power. If God said it, start walking it.